Welcome to the Messy Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Morris, life coach for artists and musicians. I will help you manage your schedule and your mind so you can create more and work less. Let's go. Okay, welcome, Jules, to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Why don't you tell everybody about yourself and what you do, things like that. Well, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Jules Valentine Inkbo. I use they, them pronouns, and I am an artist. I mostly do illustration and painting and drawing. Um, My biggest, like, thing I love doing is uh, combining ink with watercolor or acrylic and getting really weird and experimental. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it other than artistic witchcraft. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's totally witchy. Like Jules has shown at art night, I think every time. And this last one, you showed that moon painting that you did that when you move it, it basically moves through the phases, which is so cool. And you said that you use gel pens for that? I use gel pens for the details on it. And I use Stuart Semple brand paint for it, which specifically he makes like the blackest black paint you can buy. And then um, all this metallic paint that is just so pigmented and beautiful. And I, I cannot recommend it enough. I love it so much. Not sponsored, but <laughs> But by all means, sponsor yeah. them. <laughs> awesome. So have you always been an artist or how did you come around to the type of art that you're making now? Well, I've definitely always been an artist. Uh, when I was a little kid, I think that was I played with art supplies more than I played with any kind of toy or anything. Um, especially being an only child, I kind of just like would draw and paint if I could. Um, perfectly fine hanging out by myself and just drawing for hours. Um, as an adult, I decided, well, nothing else is really working out for me. So I could choose that as a career path. And it's been pretty difficult, but I'm still on that path. And I didn't really find my own personal style until the last few years when I just kind of realized like, well, maybe my style isn't uh, like anyone else, but it's, it's more like not sticking to one thing. And I kind of just do what I feel like doing. (laughs) Yeah. So part of your style is shifting and letting it move. And I mean, I do love that kind of idea along with this artistic witchcraft of like, you know, traditional witches work with the wheel of the year and with different seasons. And so I love that that might be kind of a mirror for what you do of maybe it isn't the same thing every season, but you have seasons of what you're doing. Absolutely great way to describe it I would definitely say it's a lot like that yeah and so what was it like choosing art as your career did you have a lot of resistance towards that being an option or like what was that like for you um I personally thought when I was a little kid like oh I'm gonna be a rock star when I grow up because I don't 
I didn't understand how much work went into it. I just thought it was like something that people did. Um, Which is a beautiful thought that kids have. We should keep thinking that. (laughs) I still think that to this day because I, I feel like I know rock stars and I don't care how famous they are or not. I'm like, no, it's totally a career path. So uh, for me, it was just like, that's the thing I do. Of course, that's going to be my job. And there's been a lot of like resistance more for, from like not being able to pay my bills always and having to get a day job. Um, I did go to school for it for a little while. And I just realized like, I don't have to go to school for art to be an artist. <laughs> so I didn't continue with it. Um, it, it it is something that kind of happened organically. I'll say that. Like, it's, I make art because I can't not make art. Yeah, I love that. And so now that's just what you do and, like, who you are in the world. Absolutely. And what has the journey been when you realize, like, well, I can't pay my bills this month and I have to get another job? Like, kind of what was your mindset around that? Uh, I always thought of it like, this is temporary. Um, I can always apply these skills to art, that kind of thing. I, I loved the kind of job, like, I loved being a barista because I love coffee and stuff. And it is in itself almost an art. And you get to talk to all kinds of different people. And art, you know, you make the thing, but you do still need to communicate with people. That's huge part of that career path it's not just sitting in your room and boiling away at a project it's also business and communication so I always tried to choose something like that that wasn't totally soul draining (laughs) although it can be no matter what it is um I think uh after a while though I realized like my body couldn't handle it and not many people want to give you accommodations So I just kind of stopped trying to have a day job and knew like, okay, so I could really have um, more freedom if I was making my own money. Yeah. And so now that is what you're doing full time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And how is it? It's pretretty great. I gotta say, (laughs) like, I feel lucky. Um, it isn't always fun. Like there's a, there's still paperwork involved in everything you do. And I do want to remind people like, yeah, you're, if you choose to be an artist or a rock star or whatever, there's paperwork involved. Of course there is, but it's worth it. And you might actually end up working harder than if you were working for someone else, but it's really rewarding. So yeah, there are other pieces to it. There's the paperwork piece of it. There's you might be working harder than you thought. Why is it worth it to you? Um, I definitely think it's worth it to me because we only get like one life. And I feel like even, even now I'm like, did I waste my time like not starting that sooner even? And I think I'm just kind of meant to do it when I'm doing it. It just feels like, and I'm sorry, I kind of have brain fog, so I'm going to be like, what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I do feel like it's worth it. Like, every day, I'm like, I can't believe this is what I get to do. And I, 
I don't know. I don't measure my success in like, oh, I'm rolling in the dough or something. I measure my success in like, I've gotten to make so much art and share it with people, which is amazing. That's all I could really hope for. Yeah. What are the thoughts that really help you? And you've kind of named some of them, but on the days when it might feel harder or you might be thinking about your bills or there's a lot of paperwork, like how do you get through those times? I used to have a little poster where I worked, um, not at work, but at my house. And it said, throw your hair in a bun, pour yourself some coffee and deal with it, which is weird but it always gets me through like oh I have to like make a phone call to the bank even like that kind of thing I just love that attitude of like just get in the zone and do the thing (laughs) instead of using all this energy to worry about doing it totally that doesn't mean easy but it does make it this kind of like badass feeling of like yeah I'm doing the thing Yeah, you get into your rock star energy. (laughs) Totally. And how do you do that? Like, how do you get yourself in the zone to just get things done? Or how do you get in the zone to create? Or are you always in that zone? Well, I don't think, I really try not to only create when I'm inspired. I, for years, tried to do that. And it actually led to me, like, thinking I had to drink to make art and now I don't drink at all because I'm like going physically can't handle it but then I was like I don't think I'm making the art I would normally want to make um I'm kind of just afraid of this feeling you're very vulnerable when you're making art so for the actual like making art and feeling inspired I feel inspired after I'm already making it (laughs) I just sit down I'm like well these are my work hours I could spend these hours sitting at a blank piece of paper a blank canvas and worrying about it or I could just make something and even if it's bad I learned a technique I practiced moving my body um I just kind of always do (laughs) and don't need to be inspired for that and so like I don't even think art block is a real thing I I know it's a real feeling but I don't think it's a real thing because it's all like, just do it, do it badly. And then eventually you will be very inspired because you did all that time, you know, making something that you aren't satisfied with. Now you get to do the thing you are satisfied with. As far as just like sitting around and doing, uh, you know, the work side of it, I think to get in that zone, it's just, it's pretty similar. You're never going to feel like filling out paperwork for the most part. It's never like, oh, heck yeah. So just doing it um, and sitting with that feeling of like, that kind of sucked. Now I'm going to go have lunch and that's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, reminding yourself of what's next and just kind of getting through it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love this idea and I find myself doing the same thing of – if you just start the thing, you end up kind of inspiring yourself. Like, and at worst, you have at least practiced, even if you hated it, even if nothing comes out of it, you've at least moved yourself forward instead of just toiling away, doing nothing or sitting there looking at the piece of paper, like you said. So I love that idea. Absolutely. 
Is there something that you do struggle with in regards to creating or having this be your full-time business? I mean, just like most artists, it, it isn't a super lucrative job, especially at first. I'm not great at like the business side of it yet, and I'm still learning. Um, it's really hard to keep reminding myself that that's a part of it and that not being resistant to that because that's actually kind of beautiful like being able to run it like that although I'm really like staunchly anti-capitalist <laughs> I do think it's still a resource that's beautiful to like trade with people in the in the world and um I don't know how to like <laughs> I would be lying if I said it was always easy uh I'm very fortunate in my situation. I haven't always been. I haven't even always had like a place to live. Um, but I have a spouse who's very, very supportive of what I do and understands that it's my job. And I have kind of helped them even like kind of go, hey, I don't always have to have this job. If I really wanted to, I could be a creator. And we really inspire each other in that way. Yeah, I love that. I love that you believe it so much for yourself that it oozes out into the people around you and becomes this ripple effect because it is possible. And why do you think that it's possible? I mean, people do it. It's a job people have. If someone is out there doing the thing already, I can absolutely do the thing. <laughs> totally. I know. That's the thought that I always come back to is, you know, has anybody done it? Then it's possible. And if they haven't, what if you were the first one? Like, how cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, I, I think either way, it's a win-win. It's just, it does take work. It, it takes a lot of, like, reverse engineering sometimes. Um, but that's kind of beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so you did mention that when you had like a barista job, you realized that physically you could no longer do that. And I know that you do deal with chronic illness. How does that impact your day to day? And how do you move through that and still produce and create and stay inspired? It is really hard. Like there are days where I don't do much of anything and I let myself rest these days. I was very resistant to it um, when I first started noticing, like, I have chronic pain and just kind of tried to power through and then notice, like, okay, so now I have to rest for a whole week to catch up instead of one day. And so now I'm just like, okay, I'm going to have a day of rest. A lot of those times I take in a lot of art. I'll listen to music. I'll look at art. I'll read. And... That, in a way, is work. I know it's it's weird. We're so obsessed with, like, always being working. But to me, it really is important to have time to do that. And um, I just, I feel very lucky that I get to do that. Uh, I think it's a reminder to myself to slow down. There's really not a lot of plus sides to dealing with so much pain and, like, sickness. But I'm going to feel pain and like be upset about it and just kind of sit there or I'm going to be in pain and enjoy some music or a book that I have. 
I mean, on days I have a migraine, I'm really like, <laughs> I'm sitting there in like a floating zone, I call it, where I'm just like in darkness with no noise, nothing. And even that, some of my best thoughts come to me because I'm excited to create when I get to. Yeah, I love that, that that kind of forces you not in a way that you would like, but forces you to take that pause and have the quiet space to create or be inspired by something else. And I mean, I think a lot of that is a testament to your mindset around it of, I'm not just going to let this take over, but I'm not going to be resistant towards it. Like, how can I make this the best thing for me and listen to my body, which is so important. and the best thing you can do for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And what is next for you? Like, what are your big goals? I have a lot of weird big goals. <laughs> I think right now it's like surviving everything going on in the world and being part of the change for the better I find myself getting really like stuck and like, well, what, why am I an artist when there's like so much happening in the world? Like, what can I do to help? And it's really just listening a lot. And lately, I think my big, big goal is like, use art for good. And that means right now, like, okay, I'm going to run my little business, but how can I do that the most ethically possible way? without hurting myself or anyone else, I am like finally getting my business license. All time. <laughs> like it is a lot of paperwork, which is probably why I'm like, yeah, there's paperwork involved in being an artist. <laughs> um, I think my other weird big goal that I, I, maybe it's not weird to anyone else, but I think it's weird. So uh, I really want to make ASMR videos and I am like in the process of like trying to figure out how to do that as an artist. Some of my favorite ASM artists are also artists. So I just love that title so much. <laughs> they'll sit there and they'll paint a piece and talk about it in such a soothing voice. And it's just one of the most soothing things in the world. It has helped my mental health. Um, so I, all I can think of doing is just giving that back to even just one person, even if I'm the only person who enjoys it, like that is a huge goal of mine this year. I love it. I cannot wait for this ASM artist video. It's going to be amazing. And I'm curious what your thoughts are around, you know, how do I make change in the world and do good? And the, I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of if they're an artist and that's what they do that their their self-promotion is selfish versus what are the other thoughts that we can have about this like everything else that we do why is that not selfish but when we're creating something creating beauty creating change that that's a selfish thing like what are your thoughts around your place in change and as an artist that is such a good question. Lately, I totally look at it as if I was like a little kid, um, which I think children have like this beautiful way of looking at things like, look, I made a thing. I'm going to show you. You need to see it. And that's kind of how I look at it. Like, hey, I made a thing. You're probably going to live a better life if you get to see that because now I 
I made the space so you can show me what you do, no matter what that is. And I think we should just kind of come at it like, maybe we don't have ulterior motives. Like maybe we just want to share the thing we put so much work into and that's beautiful. Yeah. I love, I love that. I think that is really kind of the underlying thought is that we think that if we're sharing something that we've created that, I mean, I think you agree that is an extension of our soul that there's some sort of ulterior motive. And we think that when other people are sharing with us, but if we just say, what if we're just like being humans and sharing what that means to us, then it takes away this context of selfish and like it not being a force for good. Yeah, absolutely. It's just an extension of us. And why would you not want to share who you are with other people? Yeah. I love that. Like just creating that space to share ourselves and share the things that we make and it's just I don't know I I'm involved a lot in the music scene so also I'm just never gonna like have that much judgment over the art I've shared I've seen people share some stuff I'm like you did that you did that (laughs) (laughs) what for better or for worse you did that (laughs) exactly yeah I mean I've played a lot of shows I've been to a lot of shows and I will say that no matter your perception of the quality of the band, the best sets I've ever seen are when someone, you can just tell they're having the time of their life, they're being 1000% them, and it's like the music itself just doesn't even matter at that point. It's just like a cherry on top, but when you see someone just like doing it, that's what it's about, and like that's the energy that I think if we accept that that's what people are coming to us with and that that's what we're coming to the table with, I mean, what a beautiful world. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then also part of that conversation too is you're vegan. You've been vegan for quite a long time. So tell me a little bit about that and how that impacts your life and your life as an artist. Well, I think they're definitely connected. Uh, I've always been a very, like, empathetic person. Uh, I don't think all vegans are animal people necessarily, and that's fine, but I am a huge animal lover. A lot of my art involves animals and kind of just, like, trying to see the world. Like, they they're, have their whole lives. Like, they have whole different lives from us, and when I was a kid, I was like, that's a potential friend right there. <laughs> I don't want to hurt them. Um, I, I had a bunch of like cats and dogs and frogs and horses and all that. So I just couldn't imagine like hurting them. And uh, veganism has been a huge part of my activism in general. I think it's really connected in any kind of human rights and environmentalism. It's a big impact in my art where like, I do try to be inspired by it, but I don't necessarily only make political art, um, although I would love to a lot more. (laughs) It's something I would love to explore more. Um, Other than that, I don't know. It's just kind of been a thing. Like, it's so much a thing in my life that it's not even a thing anymore, if that makes sense. Like, it's just uh, not uh, at the front of my mind a lot of the time. I do it's kind of like the like so how you brush your teeth exactly <laughs> it, is, it is what it is at this point I would love to um explore political art more 
I am a little bit afraid to sometimes because I, I love, that's some of my favorite art to look at. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it feels scary about it. It feels scary because it's something I want to do so bad. I think it's like a good scared. It's like, uh, you know, when you're like getting ready to jump off of a diving board and it's like exciting, but it's scary. Yeah. It means something to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm excited to see some political art from you. I mean, you have the, you made those stickers that eat the rich, not animals, right? Yeah, I have. And I've seen other people do the same design too. And I'm just like happy that they do their own version of it because it's something that I like want the message out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We love it. Okay. I'm curious about how you schedule your time since you fully work for yourself and you have a chronic illness. So that must, you know, be the thing that a lot of people complain about life gets in the way. And when that's just, you never know how you're going to feel the next day that must come into the conversation. So what is it like for you to schedule your time? Oh, my scheduling is a mess. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I also like, not as an excuse, but definitely anyone who is on the spectrum or has ADHD can relate to like scheduling is a puzzle that I have not figured out yet. (laughs) I usually just like write a list and then write another list and then try and check things off of those lists. (laughs) I'm very flexible though I do. I'm like, okay, this needs to happen before this amount of time. And then it usually happens, but I'm, I'm pretty flexible at this point. And even that is scheduled in a way. I'm just like this big open time of like, gotta remember to rest if I need to. That's a scheduling thing. I I do have to remind myself with my phone. Like I have a little alarm that's like, you need to eat lunch now. Have you drink water? (laughs) Yeah. Have you stood up and stretched? (laughs) I do suggest that anyone dealing with chronic pain or not, if they're an artist, Put a timer on your phone. If you have an alarm clock, set it. Do whatever you can and like stand up and stretch. Go eat something. Drink some water. Go outside. (laughs) Breathe some air if you can safely. (laughs) Yeah, I will say having dogs is the best thing because you just don't have a choice. Like at some point you have to go out with them and do something else. It will demand your attention. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I love that it's, it doesn't have to be a regimented schedule to have value and yet you still know what needs to get done and you know that you're going to do it because you consistently show yourself that you do even without a super regimented schedule. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's so important for people to hear because I think sometimes they think it's either you don't have a schedule and how are you going to get things done or you have a super everything is in there and you have to do it at that time but there is a middle ground that works absolutely i've tried both of the other ways too and it just it did not work so it's a lot of trial and error yeah and you're in a space where it's working right now and it's always a work in progress is that right absolutely yeah yeah i love that okay so i think my biggest question that I have, like two final questions for you. One is, 
if there's someone out there that is an artist, a musician that's thinking of going full time and wants to really show up in a more powerful way, what is your biggest tip for them? I think my biggest tip for them is to stop looking at all the cons of it. I mean, they could be very realistic and like, hey, you need to be able to pay your bills, but look at the pros of it and just chase them. Reverse engineer it. Figure out what it would look like if that really was your day-to-day. I think that that's the biggest advice I could give to them. I love it. Yeah, just believe it's possible and make it happen. Yeah. I love it. Okay, and then my second question is, what are you most proud of yourself for? I am most proud of myself for learning to be more kind to myself and to appreciate the art I make. I was not very kind to myself for a really long time. And I think one day it just was like, it occurred to me that I deserve to be treated kindly by myself. And it was not an overnight thing. It's still ongoing, but it made me a better artist to appreciate what I do and to kind of step outside of that and like, well, if this was my friend, wouldn't I be a lot nicer to them? <laughs> wouldn't I be excited that they made something? Even if it wasn't my style, I'd be like, you made beautiful art. You made this. That is, I'm so proud of myself for finally doing that. Yeah, that is huge. And I think so rampant in artists and creatives and musicians to be so hard on themselves and to, I think that's a reason why a lot of people don't share is because they aren't appreciating, they aren't proud of what they're making. And when you can say, it's okay to be proud of this, it is okay to like yourself and be kind to yourself. And it's even great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. Awesome. Well, Jules, tell people where they can find you, buy your art, support you. Tell them all of the things. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, my personal, where I share a lot of my art, but also a lot of cat pictures is Jules Inkwell. And then my art only is Inkwell Inking. My website is inkingthemoon.com. And I will have my shop up by the time this <laughs> is out for sure. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I will also have, um, I have a Patreon where I share a lot of my behind the scenes. Um, I actually give original art and sketches to patrons at a certain level as well. And that's Jules Inkwell at Patreon as well. Uh, I think that's it right now. I'm, I have a Society6 that's also Jules Inkwell. And I will be doing prints on there. I might have a better way of doing prints by the time this comes out as well, though. Perfect. Yeah, we'll have all of the updated links in the show notes and find them on Instagram, probably first and foremost. And like everything, buy everything. Awesome. Yeah. Thank um, you so much, Jules. This was amazing. I think they hearing from an artist who is full-time, who is in it, who is creating. I think you have just such a great perspective and you're so positive about it while also being realistic. So this was really great. Thank you so much. Thanks.
Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, what a great interview with Jules. So much insight. I love talking to artists who are full-time, who have devoted their lives to this work. And also, they are an activist and also just so wildly talented. If you have not checked out Jules's art yet, now is the time. Check out the show notes. Get inspired. Start creating. Don't let anything get in your way. That is the biggest lesson here is no matter what the roadblocks, you can still do this. And I just love it so much. So thank you for listening. I will see you all next week. Bye. If you liked this podcast, you'll love working with me. Your art, your music could change the world. So what are you waiting for? The link to chat with me is in the show notes. So head there and let's get going. All right. I'll see you next week on the Messy Magic Podcast. Bye.